Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. The Gallant Father, John de Padilla. I still hear the drums. And it seems to me I can still hear his voice in prayer out there in the desert. Oh God, who by the grace of the Holy Spirit didst pour the gifts of charity into the hearts of thy faithful, grant to thy servants, for whom we entreat thy mercy, health of mind and body, that they may love thee with all their strength, and by perfect love, do what is pleasing to thee, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And somehow, I was always of the impression he was thinking rather of the Indians than of us, because we already knew God. Oh, in your terms of reference, this was a long time ago, only fifty-odd years after Columbus discovered the New World, and when we who accompanied Father John de Padilla found ourselves in a strange and terrifying land. This was the great wilderness of rock and sand, the vast inferno of the desert of the southwest of what is now called the United States. In my days, it was a part of the Spanish Empire, extending northward from Mexico, and our small band of missionaries accompanied the Spanish explorer, Coronado. Sometimes, at night when we made camp, we were too exhausted even to sleep. Father... Father John. Sleep, my son. Try to sleep. Ah, I wish I could. Relax your mind. Think of God. What were you thinking about, Father? Oh, so many things. Poem? At odd moments. One's bound to. One is bound to, yes. 
And I find myself looking up at the sky, millions of stars. I find I'm not lonely any longer. The stars are poor company, Father. Or perhaps they're the best company in the world. When I look at them, I feel that God is always present with us. Even here. Comforting thought. When you realize the Indians are also present. Oh, yes. The Indians. Savages. Still, they're his children, too. He loves them as much as he loves us. Perhaps with a greater compassion. Because they need it. If only they had some conception of compassion when they take prisoners. They learn compassion as they learn about God, my son. I know, Father. Some of them already know about him. You yourself have seen what fine Christians they've become. It's true. Very true, Father. Only one forgets that. Do you regret having joined me, my son? No, not really. At least I have family and friends in this part of the world. I was born in Mexico. But you may never see Spain again. I have no roots, my son. Man of God can claim no roots. God has no nationality. He belongs to no special country. Who serves God serves all men. You make me feel ashamed, Father. There's no call for shame, my son. You're young. Philosophy is not for the young. It should be for me if I hope to become a friar. Serve God in whatever capacity you find yourself. Now, try to sleep. I'll try. Good night, Father. Good night, my son. Each day, as we traveled north through New Mexico, the army of Coronado became a little smaller. Soldiers deserted along the way and were massacred by Indians. Others collapsed under the heat and died. We who served God were not burdened by helmets and armor. The soldiers were, and they suffered. We seldom even saw the Indians. On a day in the year 1542, we made camp in the Gila River country. Father John sent for me. This is familiar country, my son. Not to me, Father. No, but it is for me. In a day or two, we'll part company with the soldiers. Leave them? We'll be striking northeast. Toward Quiveras? Yes. You have friends among the Indians there. Christians? Yes, who have probably forgotten all the Christianity you taught them. Forgotten? Most likely. Once you learn of God, you don't forget him. They're still savages. They're accustomed to worshipping something more tangible than a god they can't see. But they do see him. Perhaps more clearly than some of us do. They see him in the skies, in the trees, the blades of grass, in the rebirth of flowers every spring. So they recognize God who creates life. You like them, don't you? They're people, my son. Their skin may be a different color, but they're people. Like us. Yes, I know, Father. You know what I think about sometimes? No. That if God were to manifest himself on earth again, we'd have no way of knowing what the color of his skin would be, would we? Black, white, some other color? Who can tell? He might appear among the Indians as one of them. An odd thought, Father. It's never occurred to me. I'm simply trying to say that all peoples across the face of the globe are our brothers. We're all God's children. I just wish the Indians would appreciate that if we run into any. You'll meet some who will, my son. Who'll go with us? I think we'll take your tertiary brother, Sebastian. 
Oh, there's a Portuguese soldier who'd like to go, if Coronado will release him. And there'll be others. God be with us. Father John de Padilla had been in the deserts of Mexico and New Mexico for some 14 years when I joined him. Most of his success had been with the Quiviras Indians. Not only had he converted hundreds of them to Christianity, but he had introduced the language of Spain to them. A few hours before Father John and the rest of us with him left the soldiers, he gathered us around him. My sons... There will be dangers along the road. You all know that. Yes, yes, Father. Father. But we must carry on God's work. We are men of peace. We carry no weapons. Is anyone here afraid? We are all afraid, Father. Sebastian, you are the quiet one. What is the worst that can happen to us? The worst? What could be worse than being captured by hostile Indians and... Put to death by slow torture. Very well. Let's agree that is the worst fate. Torture and death for Christ. Now I ask you, what is there to fear in death? We all know we must die sooner or later. And that being the case, we should prepare for it while we live. We must serve God as best we can. Then death can become a glorious thing to accept. When our time comes, I speak for myself, Father, and I tell you now that you've given me strength. He speaks for all of us, Father. God bless you all. We took our leave of Coronado and his soldiers and started out in a northeasterly course across the desert and for six long weeks saw no other human soul. Often, we traveled by night when it was cool, resting during the hottest portion of the day in the shadows of the hills. Once, we were caught in the violence of a sandstorm. An act of providence, indeed. Not a kindly one, Father. Oh, yes. Yes, my son. One or more of us might be dead at this moment if the storm hadn't come along when it did. How is that possible? A tiger was trailing us. Tiger? Oh, a jaguar. Uh, jaguar, yes. You saw one? Yes, indeed. An hour ago. He followed us. I understand they're quite unpredictable. You saw a jaguar and said nothing to any of us? I thought it would be more constructive to mention the matter to our lord. Jaguar must have taken to the hills. It's quite evident to me the Lord distracted the beast. The incident of the jaguar didn't seem too important as the days passed. And for the most part, we forgot about it. The sandstorm could have been a coincidence. A timely one, but a coincidence. One day we saw mankind again. We came to a village inhabited by Quiviras Indians who welcomed Father John as an old and trusted friend. Their chief, Ponicha, invited Father John to his tent while the rest of us fell into an exhausted sleep. 
is good you come back to us. Yes, it's good to be among friends. All time, I practice your tongue. Now I speak white man's tongue. Good, huh? Very good. And you remember the things I taught you? I find Christian. Oh, yes. Love God, love Jesus, love Virgin Mary. I'm sure the Holy Mother is happy you love her. Just same. You have trouble. Oh? Kaluka. The medicine man. Oh, yes. All time he want kill you. All time he tell people white man's God no good for Indians. Is better we pray to Indian gods. Now you come back. He want make trouble for you. I can say nothing. Not all people Christians like me. Well, Kaluka was never a very good friend of mine, was he? You'll have to pray for him. Ask God to give him understanding. You good man. Kaluka, bad man. No, he see things according to his own light. Now tell me what you've been doing. Have, have you been at peace? Hmm. Oh, you've not been at peace. Young men, they want fight. One time we make big fight with co-Indians in north. They bad people. They attack you? No, they, they no attack us. Then you attack them. They bad Indians. My son. My son, you forgot what I taught you. I good Christian. Listen, our Lord taught us to love our neighbors. If we truly love him, we must love others. You can't love Christ and hate your fellow men. Poor Indians, bad people. Then pray for them, my son. We must love and pray for even the ones who hate Christ. Young braves like kill core Indians. We must teach these young men to love their neighbors instead. You teach. But medicine man, Kaluka, he make trouble for you. Just same, I watch him. Is better now. You make sleep. You travel long way to come here. It happened as Father John left Chief Ponicha. A strange, unearthly-looking figure sprang out of the night. A thin human form draped in human skulls, animal tails, and beads. Devil! Devil man, go away from here! We no want white man's God! He devil! You devil! And in that moment, Father John raised his hands as if to bless the witch doctor. And in that moment... It happened. We saw it, Father. Lightning in the skies and the sound of a thunderbolt. Frightened poor Kaluka and everybody else. Father, it was the voice of God. No, my son. It was a thunderbolt. 
Oh, in a broad sense, a manifestation of some element of God's world. But for it to have happened just when the medicine man was cursing you and cursing the name of God. That was a most timely happening. I'll say that, my son. Like the sandstorm in the desert. Yes. Well, at any rate, the thunderbolt may help us win a few more converts. These people are very impressed, Father. In their place, so would I be. In fact, I am, come to think of it. We remained among the Quiviris Indians for several months, and each week saw more and more of these people turning to God under Father John's guidance. But I could see him becoming restless as the days went by. I would find him sitting on a rock on the fringes of the village, looking northward across the vast desert lands. One early evening, he put into words what I knew he'd been thinking about for a long time. We can only be in one place at a time, my son. We cannot forever stay in this one place. So we're moving on, Father. We must. The work here is not finished. Nor will it ever be, my son. But it will go on and on. Long after we're dead and forgotten. We leave someone here to conduct services and administer the sacraments. The rest of us will go on. Northward? Northward and a little to the east. Through hostile Indian territory. Hostile? The core Indians, yes. They are hostile, Father. So were these people when I first came here years ago. Yet they listened to me. Father. My son. We're... We're being watched. By the medicine man, yes. I saw him. He'd like to see you and all of us dead. Poor soul. Perhaps we haven't prayed hard enough for him. When do you propose to leave, Father? Oh, in a week or two. The weather should be cooler by that time. people, huh? God willing, I'll come back here again someday. No good. You go toward cold winds. And winds are not always cold in the north. But you meet bad Indians. If they're bad, they have need of God, my friend. I sad. My people sad. Because you want go. It's always sad to leave a friend. But it's good to know we are friends in Christ. You good man. It's good you come here long time ago. It's good you tell about Jesus and Virgin Mary. It's good. It's good, yes. It's good. A little while ago, while you were with the chief, the medicine man went off into the desert. Uh, he often does. Make medicine to his pagan gods. I know. But I heard a lot of noise. About 50 young braves have followed him. I have a feeling he told them to. Should you be concerned? None of the braves is Christian. How do you interpret all this? I, I'm, I'm not sure. Should you feel apprehensive? Yes, I do, Father. 
You think Kaluka's plotting against us? Well, he's lost a great deal of respect since the night of the Thunderbolt. The only way he can prove his gods are more powerful than our Lord... Is to kill me. Yes, Father. And it would prove nothing, would it? He thinks it might. Perhaps you misjudge him. I hope so, Father. With black misgivings, Sebastian and the Portuguese soldier who'd come with us, and I, left the village with Father John one dawn. By the late afternoon, we're in the first range of hills. Listen. An animal, that's all. Perhaps. Father. Yes, I, I know, my son. Kaluka and his braves waiting for us. And escape for me is impossible. I'm a little too old to run. So all three of you listen to me and obey me. You're young. You can hide. Perhaps you can hide long enough to escape. Now go. No, Father. I say you must. It is I, me, that they're after. They won't bother looking for you. You have work to do. A lifetime of work. My own appears to have ended. Father, we can't abandon you. Abandon me? To whom do you abandon me? To our Lord, my son. Now do as I say, run. Hide among the rocks. Save yourselves and carry on our work. After all, I won't be the first Christian to die for Christ, nor the last. I'll be in the very best company. God bless all of you. Now go. We obeyed him. We vanished among the rocks. We prayed a little and we wept a little as we watched. Father John, tall and erect, wearing his holy garments and sandals walked slowly along the valley, the valley of death. We watched, and we were helpless. Then we saw them riding toward him. We saw the Indians building a fire. They erected a sort of spit over the fire, the sort you use when roasting a whole pig. We saw Kaluka, the medicine man, rip the holy garments from Father John. Now and then we could catch a few phrases. Where are you God now, huh, devil man? He is here, my son. He is now here. And I can kill you. No more you tell Indian about white man's God. My son, he is not the white man's God. He is the God of all men. He is your God. No, devil man. My God, Indian God, much better. Pretty soon, you burn in fire. Destroy my body, if you will. Torture it, burn it over rocks of fire. But you cannot kill that part of me that is everlasting. You cannot stop me from praying for you and asking God to bless you. Father John fell onto his knees, and he raised his arms toward heaven. We saw the young Indian braves draw back, 
Perhaps they remembered the night of the thunderbolt and wondered if Father John could again produce such awful magic. And we could hear Father's voice. Oh, God, by the grace of the Holy Spirit, is pour the gifts of charity into the hearts of thy faithful. Grant to thy servants, for whom we entreat mercy, health of mind and body, that they may love thee with all their strength. Thy perfect love do what is pleasing to thee. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In that moment, the skies grew dark, and only Kaluka, the medicine man, moved. He saw his young warriors frozen with fear and knew that sudden darkening of the skies would stop them from burning Father John. And Kaluka took a knife and slew Father John. When the darkness was gone and earth no longer shook from a thunderbolt that had fallen into the wilderness, Father John lay dead. And beside him, the witch doctor lay dead, slain by the young braves who had now fled. In the years to come, we learned the young warriors had been converted to Christianity in the very moment of Father John's martyrdom in the American wilderness which became known as Kansas. He died for Christ. to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymore for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore. Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org. You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
and may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.